Good morning, Grand Rising. Hello, hello, hello. This is Ia Dania, and thank you so much for joining me in my divine garden. Um, I did. I thought this was going to be a video, but considering that I'm trying to work on my schedule, some I decided, you know what? While I'm driving, so excuse any car noise. I'm going to record this while it's on my mind, especially since I'll be like busy the moment I get stationary. So before I get started, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you to the folks that have been listening regularly. Um, thank you to the ones that have been sharing. Um, just thank you so much for any of the interactions um, that you've been doing with my podcast. Uh, this has been a, this is a labor of self-love because I was nervous about it. Like, I don't know that if I was more nervous about it than my YouTube channel or not. I think I was equally nervous. And that's because for me, working on um, allowing my voice to be heard is part of my journey. So this has been um, really beautiful, really fulfilling. Um, I'm enjoying the Awakening Stories. The last couple of episodes of Awakening Journey in the Black community will be coming up. Um... And then after these last couple of episodes, there won't be any for a while. So I, somebody I respect also was running a podcast and she's like, you know, it's now podcast season. And I thought about that and I said, you know, I've been just trying to put out content back to back to back to back to back without a break. And I realized I was burning myself out. So my podcast season will be coming up, um, closing it out in May, taking that break. And my intention is to come back in July strong. So um, if something really, you know, like if I get like a download or something, I will drop a couple of bonus ones here and there um, as I feel called to. But once podcast season ends, that'll give me time to record some YouTube videos, do a few pick a cards and things that I have not been able to do because I have been trying to do too much. And so if you're not following my YouTube channel, I hope that you will consider subscribing there because the content isn't going to stop. It's just the medium at which I'm going to be sharing content will shift. Um, I'll still have blogs on my website. There'll still be some random things on my Instagram, but yeah, these next couple of episodes, I think after this one, there'll be one, two, three, maybe four more episodes dropping. And then that's it. Then I'll be on break. Um, podcast season will be over for me. So I just wanted to make sure I put that out there, but now let's get to the topic at hand, which is dreams. Alrighty, so dreams and school bus. Okay, the reason why I decided to do an episode one dreams again, because I've done a few of them, but the reason why I decided to do this episode on dreams was because I dreamt about work again. And my friends that are very, very close to me that I actually tell my dreams to know that my work dreams as of late have been interesting. And so I wanted to talk about dreams from a practical perspective, because sometimes I feel like people, you know, if you're not an, uh, for lack of a better way to put this, if you're not a full on spiritualist, 
um, or you don't have a regular spiritual practice. You may have a religion that you follow, but you may not have a true spiritual practice that is yours. You may not pay attention to your dreams and you may feel like, well, they're just, you know, things happening in my head. And from my thought process this morning, um, was I wonder if I could talk about this in a, a way that maybe gives a little bit more pause, a little more thought for people who don't, you know, really pay attention to their dreams to maybe consider the possibility of paying more attention to their dreams. So I had the dream. I won't tell you what happened. Um, but <laughs> I had the dream and you know, initially I didn't think I remembered my dream this morning. It was just kind of the way I woke up. Um, but then the, the first dream, and I don't think it was the first dream I had. It was just the first dream I remembered. It was about work. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, it wasn't as uh, abrupt as some of my other work dreams have been, but it was definitely work related. Alrighty, so um, I decided to look up what a dream was, like what the definition of a dream. And it was pretty much what I thought it was going to be, you know, a series of scenes, visions, sensations, experiences that take place while you are sleeping. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's pretty straightforward. So then I said, well, let me see, what can I get in a practical standpoint? Um, And so your dreams take place in your head, all right? And so this is from, for, for most people, from a practical place, this is where your, um, your brain is, your, um, your thoughts, your ideas, your memories, your, uh, um, it's, it's, it's the, the center, at least from a practical standpoint, I won't get into the harder thing, but just from a practical standpoint, it's what you, it's making you move about in life. It holds all of your memories, um, your experiences, also coming through the brain is blood, which holds like your, you know, your genetic coding, which also holds all the memories and experiences as well as, you know, messages from your body centers, um, and your RNA, which holds your ancestral memory. Okay. So all of this stuff is happening, but you're not always conscious of what's happening you're not conscious of how much information that data is being saved by your brain because your brain is exceptionally powerful it is has limitless potential whether we use all of its potential or not so throughout the day it's picking up you know people's faces your experiences all of it and then it's like okay you're not really always conscious of how you're processing what's happening um, sometimes you are a super sensitive like myself or even um, neurodivergent people would be super sensitive to their experiences and then they process them in um, different ways. But in the grand scheme of things, it's still not 100 percent 
of our experiences being processed all at once while we're awake. So what our mind does is it says, okay, um, what's priority? What's priority in this person's life right now? And what do we need to work through? Like, what did we not get to work through while we were awake that we can work through while we're asleep? Like, often people say, um, doctors say, like, when you, you have to rest, you have to sleep when you're not well. Why do you have to sleep when you're not well? Because that is when your body is doing its healing work. So it begs the question, well, then is your mind doing similar work while you're sleeping and you are experiencing that in the form of a dream? So your mind, again, how you move, make decisions, da, 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 all of this good stuff. So if you're trying to figure something out and everything's going on in life and things are busy, 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 your mind while you're dreaming could easily be still doing work. It's not sleep with you. It's still doing work. It's still telling your body, okay, like this area needs to be healed. This one needs to be healed. This thing needs to be taken care of. So why not some of the other things in your life also being taken care of? And what you're witnessing in your dream is an allegory of how that work is taking place. So when you have a dream and you maybe see something similar happen, over and over again. You may have a similar experience over and over again. Wouldn't it be logical to say there's something in my life that's repeating over and over again? And while I'm sleeping, I'm trying to work that out or bring light to the fact that you are do- you're on a hamster wheel. Your brain could easily be saying, hey, you're on a hamster wheel in this particular area. And sometimes, if, depending on how you dream, it may not be clear which area of life needs that attention. It might not be really direct. And this is where the spiritual side comes in because people who have a spiritual practice, who pay attention, who understand that the divine, the most high, the creator speaks to us in signs and symbols and allegories that maybe aren't as clear that we need to kind of figure out what they mean to us because what they mean to you may not mean the same thing to someone else. But thankfully, in the the wisdom that the creator has, God tapped certain people and said, hey, you are going to be really, really proficient in understanding what these symbols mean. Can you share so that way it can help somebody else? So that is where the spiritual aspect can come into and help you practically decipher your dreams. I'm always, you know, you believe what you believe, but I find it interesting that when your mind is doing something, even if it's doing something while you're asleep, you're willing to say, uh, I'm not going to put any stock. That's your brain. Like from like a practical standpoint, this is your brain. This is the thing that controls your body, your moves, all of these various things. If you don't believe in, believe in the chiropractic, you know, your higher self or anything in your mind, from a practical standpoint, your brain is what controls everything. And if your brain is showing you these symbols and showing you these visuals and showing you these scenes and allowing you to have these experiences, 
would it not make sense that your brain is also trying to tell you something? Even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's pulling from scenes from the movie, you're, it's, you're asleep. So your brain is like, I'm going to use whatever I feel like would get their attention. What would they pay attention to? What would catch their eye? What would they remember when they woke up? And that's what your brain is doing. And for folks that say, well, they don't sleep. Everybody sleeps. You just don't always remember what you dreamt. I mean, they don't dream. Everybody dreams. You just don't remember. You just don't remember. You just do not remember what you dreamt. You dreamt though. You absolutely dreamt. If you went to REM sleep, you dreamt. You just don't remember it. You're not just sitting there in a black chasm void. And then you know what? On the other hand, you might be sitting in a black chasm and that is your dream. And you might want to figure out why you're in a hole. But from a practical place, my thought is my brain is doing something while I'm asleep. I would really like to understand what my brain is doing while I'm asleep because maybe it's supposed to be benefiting me while I'm awake. So for example, I think uh, if you listen to either my podcast or YouTube, you know, my car is a very, it's a central point in my dreams when it's there. Like my car is important. So initially what I was dreaming about was losing my car. I would drive someplace in the dream. I'd get out of my car. I'd go into wherever I was going to. I'd come back out to the parking lot and my car would be gone. It'd be gone. Every dream. Every dream this was happening. And I'm just like, what the freak is happening right now? So I finally had to sit with it. And, you know, cars can sometimes represent movement and things like that. But for me, it was specific. This was me moving in alignment with my passions, with my desires with my creativity and in that moment in my life I was not I would have flickers I would have flickers of it being there and then it would you know fizzle out it wasn't consistent so the that was reflective in my dream and that I would go someplace in my car I'd be there right there in alignment with my passion and then all of a sudden yeah I don't have my car no more So that happened for the longest. And I just remember the dream where I found my car. I just remember when that happened. I remember waking up that morning and saying, I found my car. (laughs) Like it had been lost in real life. It was like, yo, I, and I think I had started writing poetry again. I think that's when it came back. It's like I had started writing poetry and I was writing pretty allowing myself to feel and write pretty regularly and that's when my car showed back up and subsequently after finding that car which was my Monte Carlo shouts out to Betty I miss her um I think I I think the car that I dreamt of was a Bugatti which was really odd because if you ask me yo what's your dream car I never think of like this fancy foreign car like my dream car is always a Chevy always So to dream of a Bugatti, I'm just sitting there like, why am I dreaming of this car? Like I had to look, like I'm looking up pictures of cars. I'm just like, what in the world did I dream of? Because that was not a Chevy. And what I got was that I needed to dream bigger. I needed to allow my passion, allow my creativity to make me dream bigger. And I was just like, whoa. So subsequently, you know, 
the Monte Carlo did come back, but it, this was just like a, its own individual message. Like you needed to go bigger. You could go so much farther with this. Now I'd still drive a Chevy because I'm a Chevy girl. So I still drive a Chevy. Um, I drive an Equinox and that's what shows up in my dreams. But my Equinox does not mean the same thing to me as my Monte Carlo did. Does not mean the same thing to me as my Monte Carlo did. Another thing that used to stick out in my dreams was um, my heels. This was always wild. I would always be someplace where it was flooded, but I would never get wet because I had heels on. The, the water's deep as heck, but I'm like, right, like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to walk through this. What, but you got, yeah, but it's, I'm going to walk through this. My heels were a sign of protection. My heels were my protection in my dreams. Um, so I have a, a friend, um, I have an ex, and my ex keeps showing up in my dreams. They're like, you have unresolved business? No. For some reason, I don't know if it's an angel, an ancestor, a guide, maybe they favor my ex in life. And so they use her face in my dreams. But she is always a guide. Anytime she shows up in my dreams, it is in like a support fashion. Like I'm either going somewhere, trying to do something, um, like my Moldavite dream. Um, we were all captured at the same time and she was one of the people I freed in the dream. She's like the first person. So I'm always dream like dreaming of someone and it always means something. Now, in a spiritual sense, a lot of times if I dream of somebody, especially if I don't talk to you on a regular or something like that, oh, I will reach out to you. Like, hey, hey, you good? Y'all right? It doesn't matter what the theme of the dream was. The fact that you showed up, your the, the visage of your higher self showed up in my mental space says maybe I just need to reach out. And maybe all you need is for me to say hello and ask you how you're doing. That could easily be it. Now, I have had some dreams where it was a full-on message for someone. But, like, sometimes it's just reach out to this person. And that's all that's needed. Maybe you just simply needed my light to shine on yours for that day, for that moment. I don't know. I just listen and do what I'm supposed to do. But from a non-spiritual perspective, I pay attention. I pay attention to how I dream about certain things. So, when I... <laughs> so no love this there is i absolutely love 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 my pizza folks i do but every time i dream about pizza i always wake up like yo do i have pizza at ptsd <laughs> like yo what's the trauma did pizza Hut do to me the reason why i'm dreaming of it but that's actually not the case when i was thinking about this talk this morning what i realized is pizza Hut was a transformative place for me I had a huge transformation in my life as a result of Pizza Hut. Um, the first one was I never really considered myself be, to be a leader. That was just not something I saw. In my mind, I was teacher. I was, you know, maybe a doctor and or a witch. That's what I saw myself as a kid. Leader was not one of those words that... I said to myself, like, I want to be a leader. That's not, even though you can be a leader in all of those things, it just was not the word choice that I had over my life. So working at Pizza Hut put me in a position of leadership and then showed me I could lead and also showed me I could lead 
and not have to be like anyone else. Like, shout out to TT because TT was like, it's you and it's your ex. And you don't have to lead like her. You don't have to do that. You can actually be nice and be yourself and they will still follow you. And that was, I think I needed that because I always, my niceness was always pointed out to me as a weakness. It was always pointed out to me that me being nice was me being weak. Like people were always, it it made me have this fear that someone was always going to do something to me because I was nice. So her saying that to me was important. It was important. And it wasn't that I couldn't be firm as a leader. It was that I didn't have to lead that way. Um, Even one of my best friends was like, you know, people will just follow will just follow you even in my day job it was like you just know how to galvanize was the word that was used people and create a followership and it's effortless it's not like I'm like you're gonna follow me I don't have to do that like hey this is what I'm doing this is why I think it'll be amazing don't you want to be a part of it yes I would absolutely love to be a part of that Let, let I will follow you I will follow you like that that was always but I don't think if I had not worked at Pizza Hut, I would have even considered the possibility of wanting to lead people. It would not have come. So Pizza Hut was super transformative for me in that way. Pizza Hut also illuminated that I have a very overwhelming sense of loyalty that is often misplaced. That I can't leave a company or team because what are they going to do? They're going to go on. But that's not how I felt. That's not how I felt. When I left my original store to transfer to another store, I cried so hard because I'm like, what's going to happen to them? And even they were like, what are we going to do without you? It was just like really emotionally taxing. And even the last time I worked at Pizza Hut, I couldn't quit. And everything Emmy was saying, you're exhausted, you're working two jobs, you don't really have a reason to be working two jobs. Why are you working two jobs? Why don't you quit? And even after two promotions, I didn't quit. I didn't quit until there was a tower moment that happened related to where I was at. Not even my own tower moment. Someone else's tower moment triggered me into quitting my job. And I quit the day that it happened. Literally, I got the news. And I put my notice in that day. So I know when anytime I have a Pizza Hut dream, there's something going on within the store that is a lesson. There's always a lesson. And that's because that's what Pizza Hut was for me. It was a place of transformation and learning. It was like school for me. So in my dreams, it's like school. So now when I dream about my current job, I pay attention to the energy of the dream. How do I feel? Am I happy? Am I sad? Is something teaching me something? Is it showing me something? Is something good happening? Is something not good happening? I pay attention because then it tells me what my mental and emotional relationship is with my current job. So that's not, there's nothing in that regard. There's nothing spiritual in that. It's just me paying attention. Like, okay, every time, let's think about, let's say you work at Foot Locker. And let's say every time we work at Foot Locker, something destructive is happening. 
You go to Foot Locker this dream and the walls cave in. You go to Foot Locker in this dream and there's a fight. You go to Foot Locker in this dream and something else catastrophic happens. Your mind might be telling you you don't want to work there. You're not facing up to that. Your mind might be telling you it's time to go. You might want to pay attention to that. There may be something draining your energy from Foot Locker and your, your mind and your body don't like it. It's like, hey, 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 you're not listening when you're awake, so we're just going to show it to you like this, like, boom, your shoulders blow up. Whoa, you wake up like, wait, what the frick? And then it happens over and over again? That is a message. That is a message. If you believe in a higher power and your higher power can do any and everything, why can't your higher power try to get your attention through your dreams? You don't think you're special enough? Okay, that's cool. Whatever you think. Like I said, pay attention. It doesn't have to be... Paying attention to your dreams is not wholly spiritual. It is practical. It is practical to understand what your brain is doing because it's your brain. It's practical to listen to your brain and see what your brain is trying to tell you. Because at some point, you're going to get that message in a different way. At some point, it'll come to you in a different way. If it's something saying, hey, this is stressing you out, this is not serving you, you'll get it in a different way. Your blood pressure will go up. You'll be anxious. You're not sleeping well. Every time you go to sleep, you wake up thinking about your job. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not, no, not on duty. So that is my take on, you know, the practicality of paying attention to your dreams. So from a spiritual standpoint, some tips for people who say they... Oh, snap the potatoes. Um, Sorry, my son wants potatoes. Um, But from a... uh, Uh, standpoint of spirituality and how to help yourself improve remembering your dreams here are a few tips so tips for folks that say they don't dream or can't remember their dreams please note please 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 note that um these are just my own personal suggestions. Do what works for you. Um, and don't expect this is not an overnight, immediate, like, oh my God, the moment this I do this, it's going to, nope, as with anything, it takes time. But I say these are the things that have worked for me. Um, and a disclaimer, I have always been a dreamer. Always, always. For as long as I can remember dreaming, I have been a very, very profound, vivid, sometimes prolific dreamer. Um, yeah, I've always dreamt that way. So um, I just never, I didn't always understand why I was being sent the dreams because even at a younger age, I would ask the question, why am I seeing this like this? So that's just, you know, I'm just a little bit better at remembering them and keeping track and seeing what they were. So um, one thing is if you are someone that has bad dreams is one, taking spiritual baths. Um, This does not have to be anything more extravagant than you clean yourself of all the regular day-to-day um, 
You could even say as you're cleaning yourself a prayer over yourself that as the dirt washes away, so does it carry with it anything that energetically is not for your highest and greatest good. You can absolutely do that. You can then follow that up with a salt water bath. If you have high blood pressure, I would not do a lot of salt. I would not do that or I would find another cleansing herb or essential oil. Eucalyptus and peppermint are some good ones that you can use. Um, lavender is another one, but you simply just make your bath or make a basin if you're gonna dump it over your head in the shower and say a prayer over it. It could be whatever you want to say. The Most High gave you the words so you can use the words however you feel like you want to um, use your own words. But say a prayer. Um, some people like to um, say a psalm. Psalms are real powerful. They're powerful. We won't talk about how psalms or spells right now. But yeah, th those are super powerful to say over yourself or over your bath to set the intention that it's cleansing your energy. So I would do that and I would do it for a few days, at least a week, at least a week. So, you know, outside of taking a spiritual bath, um, another thing that I did personally, because I had night terrors, um, I just, yeah, I had night terrors really bad. So one thing I did was I was watching a cleansing video and it was about cleansing in your sleep, lift, um, water, um, underneath, um, my bed, salt water specifically, and then tossing it out the back door, um, in the morning. So that's what I did. I slept with water under my bed and then I tossed it out back when I was done. Um, and that helped a lot. That helped a whole lot. Um, and then I also subsequently started sleeping with water on my nightstand because it was right by my head. Um, and so just a clear glass of water and water holds memory. So I do program my water. So I'll just tell the water, Hey, you know, say a little prayer, um, asking for clear messages asking for pure love being given through these messages asking for protection while i am sleep traveling and you know whatever else i feel like i need to say you can say your own prayers over your water um if you want to like jazz it up a little more if you like crystals um you can put uh amethyst in your water um because amethyst is actually really great for dreams you can do clear quartz um, you can do rose quartz. Those are the ones that I have specifically done in my water um, to help with dreams. And I change my water out pretty regularly. Um, when I see it get really cloudy, um, I go ahead and change it up. Um, and yes, I do use a glass, not simply, I want it clear, so I use a glass. Um, so yeah, those are some things that I did. Um, I also started to sleep with my dream journal actually in my bed. And even today, it has to be really close to me when I'm sleeping. Um, and what that does is it's telling your subconscious that, hey, I would like to remember this dream. This dream is, uh, my dreams are important. I want to remember them because I'm planning on writing them down. And then I also don't judge 
when I don't remember it, like in movie scene detail. A lot of times I do, but if I don't, I try to grab what I can, a feeling, a sound. Um, I do actually smell sometimes in my dreams. I know that's not supposed to be possible, but I do. Um, So a smell, a color, a person, anything. Because just by starting with the small things, it tells your brain, oh, you're paying attention now. And then you'll remember a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then once you start to see patterns, because that's the thing is seeing the patterns because everything is a pattern. So seeing the patterns, then you'll be like, okay, I wrote such and such a thing down multiple times. Let's see what that means and taking it from there. And you can always, you know, Google, but, and go with your instinct, go with your gut. Like your gut will tell you, uh, that's it. Like you'll read it and you're like, yo, don't question that yo is your answer. That knee jerk, unfiltered, OMG, that's your answer. And just go with it from there and then see how it's playing out in your life. Is there something going on that you had a question about? Have you been stuck in some way? Have you been feeling like you're not moving? Are you looking for love? Are you going to something with your children? Just look and see how it is correlating with your life. Because regardless of the dream, there's always something. Some things really are fun. Like sometimes the dream being fun is telling you, you need to have fun. Like, um, sometimes I'll dream in anime. Like it's literally animated. Like I will literally dream in anime and I'm like, okay, so I'm either one watching too much anime or I need to have fun. I need to be like really childlike. I need to go free myself or I pay attention to which anime it is and how I'm showing up in anime. Am I super powerful? Did I go super saiyan? I might be holding myself back. So those are just my tips and things around dreams from a practical perspective. I hope that you enjoyed this. I like talking about dreams. I think they're really, I think it's just one of those cool, really cool experiences that we have that we really are not more appreciative of that we get to have that experience. We get to experience other worlds, other dimensions, other lives every single night we go to sleep. And I think that just goes to show how limitless we are and how much of an aspect of the creator that we are. So thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Ia Dania from Nia's Divine Garden and y'all take care.